mic is hot and the game is on. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation, where we talk about nutrition, sports performance, the journey of a student athlete, and more. I'm Claire. I'm Zach. Time Time to to level level up. Welcome back, sports fans. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation. I'm Zach Wallace, the athletic performance specialist at Aces Nation. Uh, Coming to you solo today, uh, Claire is out of the office. So you got to deal with just me um, as I just kind of work through everything. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of different things. Uh, I'm going to give you my opinion that about something that we experience very often. Most people, once at least once a week, experience this, right? Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Women's World Cup and how um, I don't want to say rise of nations, but it's been pretty cool to see what I've seen so far. Um, I haven't watched a ton of full games, to be honest. I've watched a lot of first half uh, types of things. And I, some some of the games have been second half. Um, so I, I watch them in the morning, you know, uh, before I go to work or if there are some playing on the weekend or something or later in the evening, I'll watch them too. But I've been, I've been watching a lot of soccer, which has been great. Uh, and then probably the main topic is just talking about like, you know, what it's all about as a, as a strength coach, uh, in my opinion, right out of the gate. Um, so obviously I'm about to start, um, uh, a new chapter as, uh, the director of sports performance at the university of North Georgia. So there are going to be some things that are going to happen right away. And, um, I've experienced these things at every place I've been in because at one point or another, you're the new coach, right? So uh, I'll talk about like really what's important. Uh, I know we kind of talked about like having success in a new place, but I'm going to talk more in depth on something a little bit when we get to that topic. So um, first of all, this is great. I got the mic really close to me today. I switched it up. Um, I kind of feel like Joe Rogan, but um, maybe not as definitely not as popular. Okay. So the thing that I'm going to give my opinion on first, is, it happens in the grocery store. So I was in a grocery store last week and I've experienced this before and I've always thought it was odd, but I really started posing the question to other people, you know, and not just to myself. So uh, I'm in the great grocery store of Publix and I'm in the produce aisle I'm walking around and uh, here lately, I've been just looking at, you know, hey, what's what's seasonal over here in the uh, organic section or the uh, the sprinkler system section, right? So anyways, I get over there and you know how they have the speaker over there by the produce. They have a like sound speaker over there and all of a sudden the misters turn on and then they pay, they play that thunder noise. That it's just like, and you know, when you're a kid, it sounds like stuff like that. I, don't, I mean, that was probably a bad uh, <laughs> recreation of it. But so, who's whose benefit is that for? Like when they play that thunder noise and the mister comes on, like are they trying to make the vegetables feel like they're back in the ground out in the wild? You know. Um, is that supposed to keep the vegetables more fresh? I mean, somebody, I, I, I said this to someone and 
they said maybe it's for the kids when they walk. Uh, like when you're a kid, do you remember that? Like, is that a special memory for you that, oh, we went to the grocery store and every time the mister comes on, the thunder rains out. Like, is that a thing you like look forward to? It's definitely not for the adults. Like we don't even care. And, and more times than not, it's quite startling if you don't even remember that it does that. So again, that just really kind of, I don't know, irked me on a new level when I experienced it recently. It's like, wait, why are we doing this? So um, I got to remember to ask somebody in the store why, and then maybe they can give me an actual answer as to what the reason is. And I promise if I get the answer, I'll bring it back uh, for the the next episode uh, after I get the answer of our podcast. Okay. So um, let, let's move into Women's World Cup. So I said like Rise of Nations, right? Well, I feel like there's there's more parity, right, happening here. Uh, obviously, they added more. I think it's eight more nations uh, into this year's format, uh, which is great because countries are getting an opportunity to play, you know, at the next level. And I don't know. It seems like the thing that's happening with all sports. Uh, I know it's because of money, but it's it's great that other people are getting the opportunity. So there are more games. Uh, more chance for sponsors to put their stuff out there, right? Like more opportunities for viewers um, to see, to watch soccer and more opportunity for more nations to be watched by their country, right? So it's kind of special uh, for a lot of people. But uh, games that I have, or games, matches that I've been watching recently. Okay, so I caught the last 20, 30 minutes of the Germany uh, Columbia game, which was amazing. What a, what a time to come into that game, right? Where there are like three goals scored, and then you know Colombia won it uh, off the yeah, it was off a corner. They won it with that header. Oh, it was incredible! And I was like, wow, what happened to Germany? You know, uh, in that moment. And uh, this morning, I watched Germany first half play South Korea, and again, like I I turned it on probably like maybe a minute or so after the the match had started and very soon South Korea scored. Right. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're going to get knocked out of the tournament. Right. Like I was like, Germany, you're, you're going, you're going home soon. Um, and they kind of struggled a little bit, but they finally kind of found their rhythm. Um, I actually saw a couple of really cool things. Um, in my time coaching football, um, you know, there's the little, the like give and go, as they say in basketball, that type of play that happens in soccer. And I, I have never seen any of that give and go style happen where you, I, I guess you pass the ball to someone and it's, it's up a little bit higher and they head the ball back to you or to another person, right? Like, uh, it was just incredible, right? They made a pass and then, um, an, another touch on the ball that ended up being a header to lead another player into scoring position. It happened like twice in a row down in their scoring third. Um, and I was like, I've never seen that before. So, uh, and then, and then, uh, Germany got a goal. Um, fortunately I had to, I had to get ready to go to work, um, quite soon after that, but it was, it was good to see Germany come back, but it, like South Korea was playing really, really well. Um, and I have, I haven't been watching some other games. Um, I watched the Jamaica Brazil game. I didn't watch all of it, but the part that I saw was, was incredible to see. Um, 
Brazil. Uh, I, I love watching Marta. Um, and it was, it was, it was sad for me to see that, you know, that was her last game and, you know, obviously she was putting it all out there on the line and, um, you know, she, she made a couple great runs and I was like, dang, and there she goes. Um, but it, it was great to see that. Um, but even more so, I, I was impressed with Jamaica. I mean, number one, I thought their stature in the back line was incredible. I thought that they were just, you know, just kind of towering over everyone else, you know, all of Brazil's forwards there. Um, and so that was impressive to me. But then, like, the fact that they hadn't conceded a goal in their um, group stage was also incredible to me. Like, the keeper was just everywhere, right? Uh, but I mean, more so like backline did really well. A couple times, like Brazil had an opportunity, but backline would get their foot on a ball and like deflect it, right? And just slow it down or, you know, just make it an easier play for the keeper because backline was there playing great defense. So um, those are a couple of things I've been just really impressed with. And like I said, uh, the parody of it, you know, in Jamaica, a great story with a GoFundMe to even make it to the World Cup. So, um, you know, first time, this is some of the times, the first times that nations are making it right. Uh, I think it was group H, I think today, like, uh, Morocco made it. Um, and they were, uh, their point differential was in the negatives. Right. But they still made it right. And, and Germany went home. So, um, it was the first time Morocco has, has made it, uh, out of the group stage. So, I mean, it's awesome. Awesome to see uh, really good things happening, you know, and and uh, hopefully everyone has seen some of Marta's um, interviews um, afterwards, just kind of talking about uh, the experience and like the growth of the game and um, just being being an example for younger generations and things. I think that's been great. So I'm glad those things are being publicized, even though she lost, you know, and it's really emotional moments, but like she used her her platform really well. Uh, afterwards, even though um, obviously it's very emotional for her to be going out and in the end of her career with her national team. So uh, hopefully everyone, if you haven't seen those interviews, you should go back and watch them, go find them, YouTube, whatever you need to do. Social media is probably playing them like crazy right now. So um, yeah, uh, look those up. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Um, I wonder if anyone's excited for um the NFL to start pretty soon and college football. I'm sure a lot of people are just really dying to get it going. Fall camps in full swing right now, which is awesome. I've been there. I mean, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool thing to learn new things, to be there and just be, uh, you know, building camaraderie and, and um, uh, the connection with your teammates that you're going to need on the field. So that stuff is great. Um, but getting into um, the start of, the new semester, right? So obviously I'm going to be a new strength coach, but um, one thing I know we talked about for athletes, what's really important uh, when you're coming in from, regardless if it's your season or you're coming in from, uh, and you're a spring sport, right? If you're coming into the fall and you're a spring sport, regardless, you need to have put in the work in the off season because you're going to leave yourself unprepared. So um, think about this. If you learn a new skill, right, and you're learning it from zero at some point in time, and then you continue to to do it, you know, work on that skill, and you get better, right, and it feels a little more natural, and then you take three months off, you don't do it at all. You may think about it once in a while, but you don't do it. And then when it comes time to actually do it again, chances are you don't you don't have it. 
you you may remember parts of it, you know, but the skill's not there. It's not as it's not as honed. It's not as refined. It's probably really bad early on. Really rough start. So kind of the same same thing um, or similar with training. Um, and what I mean is um, any fitness level, any speed that you might have gained, and definitely any strength. You know, um, those things are gone. Right, or they're they're just not at the level that you left them in. So imagine making progress and then not doing anything for three months, which would be your summer break period, and then coming back and expecting it to be at the same level. Well, not a chance. You know, those adaptations are gone. I mean, we've talked about uh, training residuals uh, in the past on the podcast, but like those things are gone. So um, good research out there about how your preseason can affect your health your physical health in the end season. So you need to make sure if you're a a fall sport that you're not one of those people who just comes in a week or two before and decides I'm going to start training. Or if you're a soccer player a week or two before you get to fall camp that, Oh, I'm going to start doing fitness now. It's not happening in two weeks for you, right? It's not happening in one month for you. All of that beginning stuff could have, you know, been way, way in the past and you could have continued all the progress that you made, but now you're a step behind and you're, you're expecting yourself to just quote unquote work harder in a short amount of time. And that'll suffice. No, it's going to put your body a little more jeopardy because you haven't been that active. And now all of a sudden you're going to put like way more intensity and maybe twice, three times the work that you would have normally had to have done to maintain up until that point. That just doesn't make sense. Like, uh, as they say, sometimes that ain't it. Okay. So yeah, it's total cap. If you think you're going to do that, you're going to come right in a couple of weeks, start your fitness, and then all of a sudden be ready for a full season. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I threw out that's total cap, uh, because I've, I've been listening to, uh, a lot of younger people speak, uh, on God. So anyways, so it's important to to maintain that preparation. All right. Uh, another thing I think is important on my side as a strength coach, right, coming in is to uh, do less, right? Not do more, not thinking that I need to just jump right in. And, and some really good stuff uh, as a reminder released um, this week from uh, CSCCA and the NSCA, their joint statement about coming into a season, uh, really smart stuff about you know, just take an athlete, um, health and well-being into perspective and what it really means and what, what like the first week really means. It, it doesn't make or break your season based on what you do in the first week, right? It's better for you to be safe. It's better for you to um, analyze and be on the more cautious side and let people's uh, bodies readjust to new stresses, right? You've got academic stress, throwing them off. Uh, social situations are happening. So, um, from both of those things, maybe sleep is altered, you know, any nap time, uh, maybe stress is elevated. Um, and now you're going to throw, uh, their sports stress on and here we go. Uh, strength coach stuff, any, any type of weight room stuff, you're going to throw that on top too. Right. So it's going to be, uh, kind of skewed as well, or, or an addition as well. So just kind of being smart with what you're doing, um, in the weight room. Or, or on the field, if you're doing conditioning sessions too, you know, all, all to be considered the holistic approach to athletic performance. Um, I, I think another thing to remember is 
the relationships. So me coming into a new uh, situation is to just try to meet everyone, right? Try to learn who they are. Um, try to learn what they're about, you know, like what makes them tick, things like that. Uh, one thing I think that's really important for me is to be authentic. Um, I- I've been described by some of my close friends. One guy in particular, I remember, a really good friend of mine who was a coaching uh, colleague at one point, he, he were, described me as a strange guy, right? And and that's probably on par for you know just the, the day-to-day everything, right? Like I'm a curious guy. My brain works in associations most of the time. Um, so it's just, it's, uh, good to be authentic, whether you're, you know, whether you're a rah-rah guy, like I don't like the phrase fake it till you make it because I don't think that's authentic. Right. Um, if you need to persevere, maybe through something that's uncomfortable, yeah, do that. Okay. But be who you are during that process. I don't think faking it till you make it is going to actually give you long-term results or it's going to work out in the end because at some point you're not going to be that fake version of yourself. You're going to revert back to who you really are and you need to find out a way to survive, persevere, thrive with who you actually are. So I, and that was my two cents on that, but the relationship part, getting back to that is really important because that's where you're going to establish some buy-in, right? Um, A lot of my um, a lot of my strategy, I guess, man, I, I don't want to give away too much here on the podcast, but, uh, I want to relate to people. Uh, I mean, obviously I can relate to people because I've been a student athlete before. Uh, I've been at other places. Um, I, I maybe don't understand every sport as well as I should, but I'm willing to learn more about the sport. And I, I find things interesting quite a bit and I'll ask questions, um, which, uh, is is somewhat if endearing is the word but it makes people appreciate that you know i'm interested in what they're doing and i'm listening you know and and continuing to learn and use that information as we move forward through time and through our training sessions so uh the relationships i think can't be understated enough right and, and not only from athlete to coach relationship from coach to coach right like i got to learn uh, who these coaches are, you know, what's, what's really valuable to them. Um, when they say something is valuable for their team, you know, um, like a characteristic, what do they really mean? Like, what does that, what does that look like on an execution side? And, you know, uh, being able to relate what we're doing back to that goal that they said, because a lot of the times it will look different unless you're of the same mind of the sport coach you're working for drills, may not look the same as what they thought when they told you that characteristic that they wanted. You know, like you want your kids to be strong, right? That's a, that's a term, right? You want them to be fit. Okay. Well, how do we get there? Right. Is it the way that the coach thought? Is it not? Do you have to um, justify or further explain why you're doing what you're doing? Sometimes you got to know that you got to know that, right? Um, I don't know if I said this, but oh, I don't think I did. I, I think one time I was going to say it, Claire totally like told me not to go off on another tangent. So <laughs> uh, maybe this is going to be a refresher if I actually did. I can't remember, but so I'll say it. Like, um, I kind of, you know, categorized coaches at one point in my career, um, you know, just kind of evaluating 
what it was like to have a relationship with them, a working relationship, you know, from a, a strength coach perspective. So some coaches are like sports cars. Um, they're really uh, expensive, right? They're, um, I guess, flashy is a good word to use for a person. And they're gone in a second, right? Like they're really fast. So you may not even work with them that long. Um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for their career, I don't know. But some coaches, yeah, just go with me. They're like sports cars. Uh, some coaches are like um, mountaintops. You probably won't get there very often. The climate's different up there, and it might it might be a little lonely, right? Um, where it's like it might be kind of difficult to get to to reach the level where they're happening. Right or like up there at the top, it might it might take a little more time and a little more effort to get there. Um, so just understand that. So some coaches are like mountaintops. Some coaches are like I don't know. I'm just gonna throw beagle out there. They're they're, they're like you know uh, dogs, not necessarily in the way you can train them or, or anything like that, but they're just like ready to go. Like uh, our our little puppy, he's ready to go. Anytime he hears like the leash. Uh, jingle a little bit. My guy's ready. He's like, "All right, let's go. I'll do whatever." We go for a run. He's like, "All right, I'm with you. Let's let's run." You know. So some coaches like you know they they just like your your energy or or what you put out there, and they're they're ready to go with it, right? Uh, not kind of like they're you know go with the flow or along for the ride, and they just like you know trust you and and are loyal to you. And those coaches are great to work with, right? They're ready to go you know, in the direction that you're taking the team. So uh, some coaches are like uh, running dogs, right? Let's say running buddies, uh, just so it doesn't seem like there's a uh, any negative connotation with that. But yeah, that's that's sometimes how, how I, I don't think about like that all the time because people are individuals. And then once I learn, you know, how to work that, it, it gets kind of similar. So, you know, don't want to put them in too much of a box there, but that's kind of how I thought about it at one point in my career. And I think the concepts of it the same. Maybe the imagery is a little bit different or needs to be reworked. But anyway, so so um, the preparation from the athletes, important. The relationships with athletes and coaches, super important. And then I, I really think it's all about how you plan, how you execute. Um, be able to make adjustments, right? You, you got to have a plan first and foremost, and then you got to be able to make adjustments on the fly after that, right? Like everyone, everyone can write the greatest, um, workout ever can prepare the most for, uh, annual plans, right? It's not always how it goes, right? It's, it's not always how it, everything unfolds. Sometimes you get information really late. Sometimes, Things just change. Uh, man, we were all there. I mean, maybe some of us were there coaching when COVID changed everything. And that was such a shock. Uh, to me, it was like, what is happening? You know, you, you've got these, you're still following up. You're still with people in season, you know, and then all of a sudden it just kind of shuts down. And here you are not knowing where these people are going to be when, when they come back, whenever you have to reset. So uh, just continuing to modify and then, you know, uh, make adjustments as you need to so that you can stick with um, the why behind your plan, right? Which kind of leads me into like, be someone of principle, but not someone of method, you know, like don't, don't be married to methods, um, stick to your principles and then let your methods guide uh, 
the results uh, towards where you want to be through those principles. So um, that's always important, I think, to uh, to take into account uh, with all that. Um, and then I think maybe end of the day, uh, Colin Cowherd said this one time uh, when I was in college, and I thought it was fantastic. So, gosh, it's probably been ten years ago since I've really heard him say this ever, um, or since that point was. Um, don't try to be right, get it right. So it doesn't matter. Like that's kind of like putting your ego aside and and finding what really matters. And that that was tough, I think, early on in my coaching career to just feel like because I'm making a change that other people think I'm wrong or you know, not wanting people to think that I'm wrong. But that's not really what it's about. End of the day, our job is trying to help student athletes right there, right? We don't help ourselves at all in our career if we don't help student athletes get better, stay healthy. Um, so I think that really kind of comes down and puts it into perspective to always remember that it, it's about the student athletes, right? Helping them and doing your best job for them will serve your coaches, the sport coaches. It'll serve your professional career. It'll serve the administration. It'll serve the the, the school, the campus um, interactions, all of that stuff. But they're really at the the heart of why you're in the in the career path or in the career field, and why you're really doing your job. You know what is what it's really all about. So um, I hope that wasn't too much rambling. Um, yeah, I don't know. This may be a shorter podcast. Maybe I just talked a lot. Uh, maybe it's because we didn't have Claire's impe- input on a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Well, that's all we have for today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, go watch some women's World Cup games if you can. Uh, I, I know some of them are like early, so whatever. Uh, TiVo, record it on any other way. Sorry, I said TiVo because I've been watching Psych a lot lately, like the earlier episodes. I'm kind of going through it again. One, that's one of my favorite shows. Maybe I should talk about Psych a little bit before we get off. Um, Sean, Gus, maybe one of the greatest duos of all time. You know, um, God, I love them. James Roday, Dulé Hill. Love them. You know, great guys, great actors. They, uh, they did phenomenal in there. So um, maybe go watch some Psych at some point, you know, find it on, uh, what am I watching on? Prime Video right now. If you have Prime Video, I mean, it's probably on USA channel at some point. I don't know if it's like late night these days or on the weekend. Like they play those movies, you know, they play like Harry Potter and uh, what's the movie with Nicolas Cage about the treasure national treasure. Yeah. Thanks. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they play it on TV anymore on USA network. Maybe it's on the USA network app. I don't know. It depends on where you have your subscription, but I'm watching it on prime video. Um, isn't it funny? Like all these companies have, you know, have their own stuff now, you know, and they're like taking over other things like, um, like HBO max is now has, uh, food network stuff on there. Um, and they're like exclusively, I don't know. They're not exclusively cause Hulu has food network stuff, but it's like, um, they've got food network on there and like promoting it a lot. So I, I don't know. I think it's interesting how streaming networks have taken over other channels and like are not solely but like are really promoting that hey we have their content so if you want to watch discovery channel stuff you need to uh 
go to a certain app or if you want to watch uh, Animal Planet stuff. I think that's on Disney. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, yeah. So anyways, I said TiVo because of Psych, but watch some Women's World Cup. Um, I don't know if anyone likes to watch NFL camp footage. I do sometimes. Uh, I definitely like that the Cowboys go out to Oxnard. That's really cool. Um, since I used to live over in Los Angeles County, I think it was nice that they just came out there, you know, and have that set up. But yeah, watch some sports and um, have an opinion on it. Go to the grocery store and go to the produce aisle. Wait for those misters to come on and that uh, thunder noise to come out. And then ask somebody in the produce section, someone who works at the store, why Why do they do this? I don't know. You could probably ask another customer. They might know too. I don't know. Some smart people out there or at least some curious enough people to ask. Um, yeah. And uh, do it up. Yeah. Do, do your thing. Do your thing. Do it with, um, as Coach Mack would say, one of, one of my former uh, colleagues, assistant men's basketball coach at Florida Southern, as he would say, do it with peace, love, and soul. And we will catch you on the next one.